financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Growing hemp for CBD, the rest of the plant can be then shipped off to someone else who can make plastic out of it or possibly even biofuel or some other industry altogether. Did you know you can now stream episodes of this podcast on your mobile device? All you need is my new Conspiracy Unlimited app. It's absolutely free and it's available for both iOS and Android devices. If you're a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member, pay attention. You can now stream premium content from your mobile device. My free Conspiracy Unlimited app for iOS and Android. Available from the App Store and Google Play. Get yours today and start streaming Conspiracy Unlimited on your mobile device. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Jen Hobbs is with us, the author of American Hemp. She's been a publicity consultant for the greater part of her career. She's worked behind the scenes with Jesse Ventura since 2007 and shares his enthusiasm for searching for the truth no matter where it leads. In 2016, she co-authored Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto, which inspired this book, American Hemp, How Growing Our Newest Cash Crop Can Improve Our Health, Clean Our Environment, and Slow 
climate change. All right, uh, back to our uh, conversation about this uh, miraculous plant, hemp. Um, let's talk a little bit about the history of hemp. Uh, prior to it being uh, banned in 1937, I mean, people are people that are hemp enthusiasts uh, are fond of talking about George Washington and how enamored he was of hemp. Talk to me about George Washington and hemp. Sure. So um, he grew it. All of our founding fathers, um, you know, were in some some way, shape, or form grew it or were associated with it. The 13 colonies were really founded on hemp. It was an economic backbone at the time because the British needed it for their navy. They needed it for sails and for rope and for uniforms. And one of the reasons why they started colonizing all these different areas of the world is because they were looking for more land so they can grow hemp and not have to pay for it. Um, and, you know, obviously with... Uh, with how countries were at the time, um, you know, between uh, relations between England and France or England and Russia, you know, if you got into war with a with a country where your supply chain came from for hemp, you know, that could be a big problem. So, um, you know, the thirteen colonies, you could pay your taxes in hemp. Um, George Washington grew it. He had five different farms. He grew it at all of his farms, and he wrote about it in his uh, in his journals. You know, um, just to keep track of when he uh, when he would harvest it from year to year, um, and you know, we we have all of this information, um, you know, dating back to before the United States was even founded about how valuable it was to our country. Now, I, I don't know about the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence, but a number of important historical documents are written on parchment made from hemp, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, you know, it's just been a part of our country, you know, uh, since literally it's, it's foundation. It's, it's, it's on, built on hemp. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk, uh, finally about some of the, uh, the, the, the miraculous, uh, qualities of this plant. First of all, let's talk about hemp nutrition and it is considered a superfood. Why? Yes, it definitely is. Um, so hemp is when you when you get the the seeds, um, uh, they're filled with all sorts of different vitamins and nutrients. Um, they have uh, vitamin E in it, iron, copper, magnesium, zinc, potassium, um, and protein. Um, it's actually hemp protein is actually considered a complete protein because it offers every single amino acid the human body needs to survive. So um, if you're looking for, you know, if, for instance, my daughter, um, she's not really big on eating meat. So uh, what I do to make sure that she's getting enough protein and um, enough vitamins and nutrients, I actually, uh, I'll make her hemp smoothies. And it really doesn't, you know, doesn't take that much to get the, um, the, the right nutritional value. So, you know, we'll take a bunch of fruit and put it in there, and then you only need about three tablespoons of hemp to get the same nutritional value as you would in, in a meal. Um, it also has omega-3. It has omega-6. Um, you know, it's it just has so many different amazing things uh, that our bodies, you know, rely upon. 
And, and what part of the hemp plant is edible? So, um, you know, some people actually eat the leaves. Um, that's becoming kind of, I don't know if it's going to be a fad or not, but um, there are some farms that are offering edible uh, hemp leaf salad mixes. Um, so you might see that now that hemp has been legalized. You might see that in the uh, the grocery store at some point. Um, but typically uh, what, uh, what people do is they take the seeds and they make all different things out of it. You can make... Um, like hemp, you can make hemp milk, you can make um, hemp pasta, you can make um, a hemp uh, oil that's similar to like a uh, sunflower oil or olive oil for cooking. Um, and, you know, they all have those uh, vitamins and nutrients in it. So, um, you know, it's, you can make um, hemp butter even. My word. Hemp milk mm-hmm. and hemp butter. Uh, have you tried the hemp milk? You know, I have. I have. Um, it's it's not too difficult to make. We actually have a recipe for it in Jesse Ventura's Marijuana Manifesto. We have a uh, cooking with cannabis chapter, and we included some recipes in there. Um, and the hemp milk is one of them, as well as a, a hemp sorbet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> a hemp sorbet, I love it. I love it. Yeah. it's uh, You can really put it in anything, you know. <laughs> Now, you mentioned that in the 2014 Farm Bill, they passed uh, kind of a research, it was the research phase of hemp. During that time, were there any sort of peer-reviewed scientific studies on the nutritional benefits of hemp, the ones that you've just cited? Well, we do have um, a lot of, I do I do list a lot of uh, different studies in the book, Um the, the hemp pilot program uh, mostly focused on other um, aspects of it, but um, I do list a whole a whole bunch of um, of studies, including studies that include livestock. So what we found is when um, what we researchers found was when um, uh, different, um, like for instance, if a hen ate a um, a meal. Uh, for several weeks consistent with um, with hemp, um, their egg content, the omega-3 content in their egg yolks would actually increase. Um, so that's really interesting to see how even if, you know, we fed it to our livestock, our livestock and uh, would become healthier, meaning that the eggs that we would buy in, in the store would be even, you know, more nutritious for us. Um, and then there are a lot of different studies focusing on um, the different ways that that hemp can help uh, just balance your diet. You know, mm. um, I mean, we know it has all of these great um, uh, nutritional con- it has great nutritional content in there. So, um, you know, the uh, for instance, um, the protein, this specific type of protein that's in hemp. Uh, it's known to help lower the risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes. Um, it helps to, the fiber in hemp um, actually helps to regulate uh, blood glucose. Um, and uh, it also, if you if you just take one serving of the hemp protein, it satisfies uh, 50% of our daily recommended fiber serving. And, My you know, word. fiber is really My good word. Us, yeah. And And you write in the book that it's it's even... Better than taking a lot of vitamin supplements. Explain. Yes. So um, one thing that I did in the book is, you know, some people 
I uh, might not know anything about hemp. Other people might know just about everything you can think of about hemp. So I try to weave in um, some more, uh, you know, comparisons between, okay, so, yeah, I get all of this from my vitamin supplement. I don't need hemp. Well, well, maybe, maybe you do because um, there have actually been a lot of studies that show the uh, multivitamin industry, including um, vitamin industry, isn't all it's cracked up to be. You know, this is a, um, the uh, the National Institute of Health has spent over uh, $2.4 billion studying the effects of vitamins and supplements. And uh, what they reported was that they don't have any real benefit, which is crazy because it's such a big part of our culture. And, um, you know, that what they found was that you can just eat healthy foods, get a healthy diet, and that does much better for you than a multivitamin ever could because a lot of these multivitamins, you know, they don't have, um, it just doesn't work the way that uh, they're advertised to work. Once it becomes sort of federally approved and it's grown and then big farms will start growing it, big industrial farms, and then they'll genetically modify it and we'll have GMO hemp. What do you think? Are you concerned about that, Jen? I mean, anything's a possibility. Um, you know, I I would hate to see something like that happen because, you know, obviously kind of takes out all of the uh <laughs> all of the benefits of the plant. But right now, um, we're actually in an interesting situation because there aren't any um there aren't even any pesticides approved by the federal government for hemp. Right now it's being grown pretty much organically. Um, for the states that have industrial hemp pilot programs um, and the parameters that they put in place for um, for pesticide use, they're all what are known as uh, bio-pesticides. So um, natural substances are, are put on, on hemp if you need it um, to, you know, help it uh, to either help with uh, weed control or, or insects or something of that nature. But the plant itself um, just grows without any problems. It doesn't need a, a lot of irrigation, and it, and um, you know one of the reasons that GMO plants came to be was to help the plants grow better and stronger, supposedly, um, and to and, absorb uh, the the Roundup weed uh, herbicide. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. And hemp doesn't need really any help to grow either. It's just uh, the crop just, it just, you know, it's there's, it's called a weed for a reason. <laughs> oh my um, lord! So could you could you smoke it? Uh, can it can it help glaucoma? So um, if you're if you're going with the CBD flower, um, it won't have it won't give you that high feeling. Um, it it doesn't have enough THC in it to do that. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking to take it for a medical purpose, you're not going to get the same effects as if you're, if you're taking marijuana. Um, you can smoke it and you're not going to feel any effect, uh, like you do with marijuana. But it, what it does is it, um, it usually alleviates the problem. So I honestly, I haven't, um, seen very many studies that focus on CBD specifically for glaucoma. Um, but 
what it, what the uh, what the CBD does is it um, interacts with our endocannabinoid system, and that's why it's able to work with so many different parts of our body, um, and really kind of even us out and create homeostasis in our body. That's that's the other part that knocks me out. That we have an endocannabinoid system. In other words, we have evolved so that our cells have cannabinoid receptors, right? Right, right, exactly, exactly. It's um, it's really wild <laughs> that um, our body is just it, it's supposed to react, and it and uh, it's almost like this plant is there specifically to help us, and you know, naturally. Um, it's like we try and reinvent the wheel. We try and come up with all these different pharmaceutical drugs to help this, that, and the other thing, and they have all these side effects. And meanwhile, CBD doesn't have any side effects. Now, they have found that, that people that have stress and anxiety, even depression, uh, they, can, they can have benefit from the CBD without the THC. So doesn't that suggest... That it does, that it is somewhat psychoactive. If it can alleviate depression, it's doing something in the brain. So that would suggest it is somewhat psychoactive, right? So what the endocannabinoid system, um, it's that particular system in our bodies. Um, it, it it's involved with our our cognitive functions, our mood. Um, so yes, definitely, um, it's like. Uh, the way that it works with our receptor, when it bonds to our receptor, it, it, it kind of like, I guess you could say, fixes the abnormality or helps um, in that way. Uh, but, yeah, there's definitely been studies that show that it helps even people that are, you know, extremely, um, they suffer from uh, social anxiety, you know, for um, they've done a study to see how they feel giving a presentation in front of a large group. And those that took the CBD uh, felt much more confident and were able to to, uh, to give the speech versus those that didn't. So, um, you know, it's it's really fascinating the way that it works. Um, and you don't get that, uh, I, I don't know how else to describe it, the high feeling, the euphoric yeah. feeling that you do from marijuana. Right. And... Um CBDs is it taken as an as an oil? Is it taken as a as a, a powder? Do you sprinkle it on your cornflakes? How do you how do you uh, do it? Well, um, a lot of people take CBD oil. Um, it's definitely an easy way to administer it. It's usually just a couple of drops, and people use it for epilepsy, um, and you know, like just so many different different uses. Um, you can also smoke it now that. CBD flour is, is legal. Um, you know that's that's another option as well. But those are usually the two the two main ways that people take it. Even uh, even parts of the plant or products from the plant that don't contain CBD, do they still have medicinal uh, medicinal qualities, or is it simply nutritional minus the CBD? Right. So when you don't have CBD, it's it's looked at as a purely nutritional um, substance. So actually the plants, uh, there's a couple different varieties of hemp. Um, so depending on what you're growing it for, if you're growing it for food, if you're growing it for fiber, for uh, making plastic or um, clothing or paper, 
um, or any other industrial purpose, or if you're growing it specifically for CBD, you're going to use a different uh, variety for that purpose. So if you're a farmer and you're doing it for nutritional value, you're not going to you know, turn around and, and use that same strain for CBD. Got it. All right, another quick timeout. Jen Hobbs, American Hemp. Hi there. I want to tell you about a podcast I know you're going to love. It's called The Dead Files from Travel Channel. On The Dead Files, Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi investigate the paranormal activity haunting real people and homes across the United States. Amy and Steve come from totally different perspectives when they investigate. Amy's a medium. She sees and speaks to dead people and uses this skill to find out why someone might be haunting a place. Steve is a retired homicide detective. He tackles the case from the other end of the spectrum and uses public records and witness accounts to piece together the history of the haunted location. On every episode, Steve and Amy investigate a different, real haunting to help the family struggling with its effects. On one episode in Falconer, New York, a family keeps waking up with scratches and bruises. They also see a shadow figure lurking around their home. They call Amy and Steve to investigate. Amy uses her strength as a medium to understand who the presence is coming from and why it's so angry. Separately, Steve finds out the history of the house from the townspeople and in public records. He finds that several people who lived in this house died, which matches Amy's findings. At the end of the episode, Steve and Amy share their findings and make a recommendation on whether it's safe to stay in the house or time to get out. There are so many crazy stories on the dead files, and what's interesting about Amy and Steve is that they investigate the hauntings from two totally different perspectives. You listen to my podcast because you love tales of the paranormal, but if you want more... Listen to The Dead Files wherever you get your podcasts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. C60 Evo delivers the miracle molecule, ESS60. It's pure carbon 60. Why not love your body and share C60 Evo with those you love? ESS60 from C60 Evo is a mega antioxidant for increased strength, endurance, flexibility, and a deeper sleep. It's great for pets too. I take a tablespoon every day and so does the mighty Aphrodite. We're both sleeping better than we have in years. And during the day, we have such tremendous energy and vitality. We're both pain-free. In a landmark peer-reviewed animal study in Paris, France, rats fed ESS60 lived twice their normal lifespan. Go to c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen or click on the C60evo link in the episode notes. Use the code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. ESS60 from C60evo. Order your miracle in a bottle today. Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. 
Welcome back. We're here with Jen Hobbs, author of American Hemp, with a foreword by Jesse Ventura. So much to discuss here, so many aspects of this miraculous plant, but I just wanted to finish up with sort of the medicinal qualities of hemp and then talk about the environment as well. Wait till you hear what they're doing in Chernobyl with hemp. But uh, can the oil be used as a topical, and if so, what is it good for? Yes, uh, CBD oil uh, can be used as a, as a topical uh, medication as well. Um, that's something that people can use for sore muscles, um, for, you know, if you have arthritis, some people can use it for that. Um, and uh, I've seen, you know, I've seen it put into bath bombs um, and other bath products. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it's it's very versatile. Uh, it just depends on you know how much of it you need for your specific condition. So that that might be a little trial and error as far as you know um, if if the content is going to be enough for your symptoms. And and is it still awaiting FDA approval in order for a package of hemp oil to say hemp oil will will can can alleviate this or it can help with this or it can prevent this or it can cure this yeah yes yes exactly so we uh, you know it's so funny in the united states we just can't do anything straightforward um right now with uh with cbd uh from hemp um it's in this little it's in a little bit of a limbo um we you know states had the right to uh legalize marijuana and legalize hemp as they saw fit so uh, what we see now is there are states that have CBD uh, extract from marijuana, and that's legal in the particular state, um, and it's regulated by the state, but it is not regulated by the federal government because marijuana is illegal, so the feds don't have any parameters for an illegal substance. Now that hemp has been legalized federally, the FDA has to come up with uh, what their guidelines are for CBD. And, you know, they're really kind of dragging their feet on that. There's a, um, they're doing a, a meeting in, in May. It was supposed to be this month. Um, but uh, there's, you know, they're supposedly trying to come up with their, they're calling it, or they're referring to it as pathways to CBD being uh, legal. So, um, you know, right now it is in, it's infused in drinks. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's in, uh, lotions and bath bombs and all sorts of things. You can, you know, can, you can buy it online. Um, and as, you know, you just can't say on there that it is a, a medication. That's really what the right. FDA has a problem with because if you say something is a medication, it has to go through certain standards and you have to, to prove it. Um, and usually that would mean that the FDA would have to approve it and it would become um, a, a drug through through that process. AmericanHemp.com slash, what was it, Substack? So, yeah, it's um, so it's AmericanHemp.com. Substack.com. Oh, dot Substack. What is the Substack? It's com? a it, it's it's a hosting. Uh, it's like it's a website that that. Uh, oh, hosts, I see. Uh, e-blogs and, and newsletters. Yeah. Okay, so sub S U B as in submarine and stack S T A C K C K. That's right. That's American right. Hemp Substack dot com. 
and uh, you can go there and you can in, and and you can subscribe and it's a free newsletter. Yes, yes, uh, I'm going to be sending out um, updated information probably on a you know a couple times a week just as more and more information comes out for people that don't know very much about hemp and and uh, its abilities. But there's just so much more information that's developing now that it is legal, and um, I just wanted to continue continue that conversation. Well, you see, we had Barbara, perfect example. We have, you know, an older generation, and let's face it, for them, they, they're they're dying for for some some relief, and yet, when it comes to the medical marijuana, there's a stigma attached there because they think, well, I don't want to get high. Right, right. And I completely, I completely understand. It's something that can really uh, that that feeling, feeling high, can really. <laughs> kind of debilitate your day you can feel relief but you might not be able to do very much else so um that's where you know the cbd is really um i think i mean you know from a personal standpoint i prefer it over marijuana for that very reason and um i think a lot of people would you know it's something that uh can help with so many different issues you had mentioned that by growing hemp you can improve the soil it can actually suck the lead right out of the soil. Is that right? Right, exactly. It's a process known as photoremediation. Like you were saying earlier about Chernobyl, when that blast happened, there were some research teams that took hemp over there, and they wanted to see what would happen because they knew that hemp had this ability to absorb toxins from the soil, and they found that it was actually able to remove radiation as well. So it takes out uh, heavy metals like lead and um, a whole variety of different types of industrial toxins that are just everywhere now in our soil. There's so many in our water, in our air. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and if you grow hemp and it takes the impurities out of the soil, including radioactivity, mm-hmm. would the hemp plant then be radioactive? I mean, you couldn't then consume it, could you? Right, exactly. You can't eat it. There are some ways that researchers have found to kind of dispose of it and its body mass because hemp isn't the only plant that has this ability, but because of its root system, its roots can go down to eight feet underground, so it can really take out a lot of contamination. So it's been one of the plants that have been uh, studied more in comparison to some other ones, but yeah, there are some different ways to dispose of it. And from what I understand, there's ways to separate those contaminants out and then use the biomass or the remainder of the plant for other purposes, such as biofuel. Wow. Well, let's talk about biofuel. So hemp can be used. It Would it be similar to like ethanol from corn? Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, one of the problems that we have with corn is that um, obviously it's an agricultural crop and it can only be grown on agricultural land. So um, farmers have to decide, you know, am I going to sell it for fuel or am I going to sell it for consumption? And um, I, I talk about that a lot in the book where most of the um, the other plants that are used for for making biofuel, um, there's always that problem. Okay, so it's grown on agricultural land. We still need to eat, and we, you know, we 
are wanting to uh, decrease our dependence on fossil fuels. So it's a weird catch-22. Um, and uh, as we were talking about earlier, uh, hemp can be grown pretty much anywhere um, in a lot of different types of soils. Um, and when you're using it uh, to, you know, extract toxins from the ground or, um, you know, for some other for some other purpose aside from uh, food, you can take that biomass and use it for uh, making biofuel out of it or some other uh, some other substance. So uh, there's actually starting to be a supply chain for that right now. Where if you're growing um, marijuana, if you're growing uh, hemp for uh, CBD, um, for to just extract the CBD, the rest of the plant can be then shipped off to someone else who can make plastic out of it or um, or possibly even biofuel or some other uh, some other industry altogether. So it's pretty interesting how it's set up that way. And how does hemp oil burn or biofuel from hemp burn? What comes out the tailpipe? Um, that I don't know. I haven't actually seen it in action, but uh, it's I, I'm I'm actually not sure what what it looks like on the on the other side. Um, well, I, I'm just really I, I'm question. guessing like it, you know it's not going to have benzene or it's not going to have carbon monoxide, would it? Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it would have the same because it's not it's not made with the same uh, right right same chemical. Yeah, well, yeah, it would stand to reason it would burn much cleaner. I don't know if we'd mm-hmm. get the same you know wallop that we do from from uh from petrol but uh, anyway that's it's a uh, it's something to think about you mentioned plastic mm-hmm. so we can make because let's face it plastic has just become an absolute scourge i'm not just talking about the nothing drives me nuts first thing in the in the spring is seeing plastic bags and trees i don't know what it is it just i can't stand it but that's the yeah. least of our problems we have you know the oceans are just clogging with with plastic you can make a plastic like substance from hemp is that right Right, right, exactly, and you know the whole uh, the whole problem we have right now with microplastics. That's a whole another problem that we're having in the ocean, and how um, you know pretty much everything in our food uh, in our food chain has been eating microplastics. So you know we don't really know the full extent of what what kind of damage that's going to cause. So um, hemp is is an alternative. Um, there are companies already that make um, that are making plastic, uh, bioplastic, I guess you could call it, out of hemp and other natural fibers like flax. Um, and that for just about anything you can think of, plastic wrap, you know, that you use in your kitchen to put over uh, food, and you know, you put in the refrigerator. Um, there's, um, there's companies making glasses, you know, the plastic that would go around uh, your, your, your lenses, your prescription lenses. There are people that are making them out of hemp. Um, automobile manufacturers. And it's, bio, it's biodegradable, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's you can, and the way that it's made is a lot less. Um, it's a lot better for it's, it's a lot better for the environment. It's not using as many chemicals. So um, a lot of automobile manufacturers, um, BMW, uh, Toyota, even I saw Porsche recently. They're taking uh, the door paneling and everything that, you know, they use the uh, carbon fiber for, and right. they're using natural fibers, and that includes hemp. Um, so it's really interesting to see that they're going that way 
um, to, you know, keep the um, weight of the car less for, obviously, for more fuel-efficient cars, but also uh, just it's more of an eco-friendly approach. My God. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless. Uh, your aunt from Texas, what did she say to you over the phone about hemp again? Oh, yeah, she called it, she just called it a, a modern snake oil because, you know, she was just, she couldn't understand how it, it's possible for all of these things to be made from one plant. <laughs> it does sound too good to be true. Is right. there any but? Oh, yeah. Is there any but? Well, um, the, uh, the one thing I guess that is kind of interesting is, you know, there are so many uses for it, but for us to grow that much, I mean, we're, we, we're not growing the quantity of hemp right now that we would need to, to, uh, to really get into all of these industries, you know. So, um, while all of these things are possible and there's some areas of the, like I said, there's some, you know, um, corp, different corporations right now that are incorporating it, um, it's just not done yet on a, on a very large scale. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see, um, you know, just just how long that process would take. But but if it could be grown on a large scale, what would this mean to the American economy as a whole that's now $22 trillion, $22 trillion in debt? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, well the way I kind of look at it is, um, you know, th- think about the internet okay for example um everyone thought it was really neat when it first came out and there were a bunch of different uses for it but it really created so many opportunities that we couldn't even possibly imagine when you know you first got your first home computer um i mean you think about all the different jobs that have come out of silicon valley and how it's you know part of our everyday lives now from cell phones to you know um, AI even, you know, and we just can't even think about life without it. So that's really what I think the full potential of it could be. I mean, there could just be so many new things created and new industries created and existing industries just redefined by it that, Absolutely. Um, I mean, we just you've, don't know. It could just Jen, you've it given could us, really be the you, new Internet. You've given us so much to think about. And, and get this, hemp can be grown without pesticides and herbicides like glyphosates glyphosates folks big problem all right uh, jen i'll have to have you on again this was fantastic american hemp thank you so much thank you it was a pleasure a new conspiracy unlimited with richard serrett drops every monday wednesday and friday at conspiracy unlimited podcast.com blow your mind that is all for now Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.